Hey, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Okay, welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am really, really excited about this guest. I think I say that every week, but this week is different because we have Dr. Alexa on the show with us, and I've actually known her for so many years. Um, I think I met her in 20, or I think I met you in 20, oh my gosh. What was that, 2011? 2011, 2012, like a while ago. Um, because my current partner still, I uh, went to the same university as her out in, um, Kelowna in BC. And so, um, her, yeah, anyway, so we met and you, yeah, it's just been like such a journey and so interesting watching you really get into naturopathy and like natural healing. And so I'm just like, so excited to have you on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. And it's really cool to see both of our paths have kind of been parallel the whole time. We've kind of ended up in a very similar space. Yeah, yeah, totally. So can you tell us about your background and kind of why you got into the naturopathic space in the first place? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So just let me know how long I have because this can take a while. Um, So I was dancing almost professionally in high school and I was kind of aiming to go into ballet professionally at the time and I got a pretty severe back injury um and I went to every specialist in Edmonton this was like acupuncturists chiropractors pain specialists back specialists I had all of the tests done and no one could figure out what was going on or why I was in so much pain And so I eventually had to give up on dance as a career and went to university, not really knowing what to do with my life because my whole plan had just kind of been blown up in my face. Um, And it was two years into the injury, I had an osteopath actually look at my body and just say, oh, I can fix this. And 15 minutes later, it was completely fixed, like no pain ever again. Um, And so that was kind of the trigger for me to move into kind of alternative medicine. And then I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go from there. And then I went to see an ND for some digestive issues um, that I couldn't figure out. And after that, it was immediate. I was like, this is my path. This is what I need to do. Cool. I love that. I actually didn't know about that. I didn't know that you had such a a dance career, which is really cool and Mm -hmm. interesting. I find that most people in this space have gotten there or gotten here through their own struggles and then healing and then they want to help other people do the same. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know like one of your specialties and what we're really going to talk about today is skincare. Mm -hmm. Um, So why, why skincare first of all, and what is the naturopathic approach to skincare? Mm -hmm. So skincare wasn't something that I planned on kind of focusing on when I left school. Um, I'm very much oriented towards women's health and hormones, digestion, and stress. My kind of goal patient is between, you know, 18 and 48, and is just trying to figure out what's happening with their body. 
Um, but I quickly realized once I started seeing patients that skincare is exactly what that same demographic is looking for. And, you know, I can do so many things for them, but if I can also provide skincare, um, then it's a very much more holistic approach to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So how does a naturopathic approach, um, different from like a dermatology or dermatologist Mm -hmm. approach? So to be honest, I'm not too familiar with everything that a dermatologist does, but mm-hmm. from our viewpoint, we're really looking to heal from the inside out and the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about naturopathic is there's so many different tools that we can do in order to do that. So I'm doing dietary testing, um, supplements to help heal the gut. And then I'm also looking at what can we do topically? And then what can we do in terms of treatments um, to get your skin going in all the different areas? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say too, is I think the naturopathic approach is very like root cause instead of only just treating topically and trying to kind of mitigate what is happening. It's very like, why is this happening in the first place and how can we fix that? Exactly. And to be honest, probably 90% of skin issues like acne, eczema, psoriasis, it all comes from within, um, particularly digestive tract usually. Um, So I usually start there. And then if we can't figure out what's going on, then we kind of move more towards topicals. But I I probably wouldn't treat someone's skin without looking at their digestion. Right. So how does like how does digestion impact skin? Mm-hmm. So essentially the skin is kind of a waste basket for the body in the I guess that's not the nicest terms to say it in. Um, but anything that's happening in your body will show up on your skin because your skin lets out all of our toxins. Um, so essentially what's happening, if there's inflammation going on in the gut, um, your immune system starts reacting and this, and the immune reaction shows up on the skin because that's where all the immune products end up. Um, so it's kind of like a storm brewing inside and then you can just see it from the outside. Right. And so like, is that the same type of pathway for acne versus like eczema versus psoriasis? So it can be for sure. Food sensitivities is something we often see with acne, um, but particularly with women in acne, we're often looking more at a hormonal picture rather than just the digestive issues where eczema and psoriasis are more strongly linked with the digestion. Right, right. Do you follow um, like face mapping type of guidelines? Mm. Yes, not always. I mean, hormonally, it's very easy to see what's happening on the face in terms Mm -hmm. of we often get the chin acne um, and jawline for sure. Um, I don't particularly do a ton of it, but it's easy to recognize what's going on in terms of hormonal when we can see where things are happening on the skin. Okay, I'm going to let you sit on that for a second and briefly talk to you about MFEs. Emphys are female underwear that support optimal health through protecting you against EMF, radiation, and bacteria. So this is healthier underwear, essentially. And I created this out of the need that I had for something like this. Um, So it's a very near and dear product to my heart. The pre-orders are opening in a couple weeks, and this is very exciting. So there's going to be very, very limited amount of pre-orders available at the discounted rate. And if you want to get on the wait list to be one of the people who actually is 
like able to get a pair, um, you can do that through the link in my show notes. It's also through the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at MFees and Co. So this is this is huge. And if you follow me, you know how near and dear this is to my heart. And I'm super excited to be able to bring this to the public and bring this to the world and hear your feedback. I am creating two different styles to start off. One is more of a thong and one is more full coverage. So kind of something for everyone. Um, and as we develop, we'll, bring, we'll be bringing out new styles, colors, more sizes as well, because we want to be able to support everybody. And that's kind of the projection for the year. And your feedback is so, so important for us. So get ready. Hopefully this is coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's, yeah, it's very, very exciting. The fashion designer and I were, were working very closely on this and really making this comfy and cute and made for woman by woman. So yeah, if you haven't joined the waitlist, definitely, definitely do so. Like I said, pre-orders will have a very limited amount and yeah, just get ready and get excited. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know who are listening, um, face, ma- face mapping is basically the idea that different parts of your face are reacting in relation to different kind of concerns that are happening in the body. So like the chin and forehead tends to be hormonal. I think the cheeks are like more linked to like stomach. Um, Mm -hmm. And just kind of like linking the body like that. I think it's very popular in traditional Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. Um, And there's like a bunch of diagrams online. Like you can see if you're curious to see like how your face measures up to that. Um, I've definitely looked at it. And it was definitely true for me when I was having hormonal acne because it was right like on the chin in between the brows. It was exactly where it said it would be. Mm -hmm. It's very accurate. Mm -hmm. So what are the common like skin conditions that you typically see in your clinic? So I see kind of two different ones. I see a lot of acne. um, And then, of course, the scarring after acne. And then I also see preventative skincare in terms of fine lines, wrinkles, um, some texture conditions within the skin. Right. And so are there specific foods in your experience that kind of trigger either of those conditions? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So dairy is probably the number one culprit for mm-hmm. acne that's non-hormonal. Um, it's usually pretty easy for people to take dairy out and then see a pretty immediate difference. Um, but I also do a lot of food sensitivity testing, which shows me 120 foods and taking those specific foods out are also having a huge impact on people's skin. Right. And is that the same for like fine lines and wrinkles? Fine lines and wrinkles, not as much on the food side. Of course, um, high sugar content in foods, eating lots of processed foods will cause your skin to age quicker because you're not getting the same nutrients um, delivered from, you know, fresh whole foods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think stress plays a big part in that too, Um, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's hard because stress is like this thing that we can't really see, but we're all kind of experiencing all the time, especially currently with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but was that part of like kind of what you studied of, of linking stress to inflammation in the skin or fine lines, wrinkles? Absolutely. And 
not so much the fine lines and fine lines and wrinkles in terms of stress directly, but of course we all hold tension in our face when we're stressed. So really just the using and um, contraction of all the muscles under the skin, move the skin and cause those fine lines and wrinkles. Um, and in terms of inflammation, absolutely stress impacts pretty much every organ on our body. Um, and absolutely skin's one of those. Yeah. Definitely. And does sleep play a role in like skin health as well? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. It's essentially sleep is our time for our body to heal. And if we're not sleeping, we're not allowing our body to have that time to rest and rejuvenate. And that can be in terms of acne healing. That can be terms in terms of fine lines and wrinkles. It's sleep is so important. Right. Do you have like a, like, have you had any skin conditions that you've had to like treat in this naturopathic way before? Mm -hmm. um, when I moved to Vancouver, um, stress levels got really high because I was in medical school. So my skin health suffered a lot. I almost never had acne before that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got acne when I turned 22 because of all this stress. Um, so I've done a lot of work, particularly with the hormones um, but more in recent years, kind of with the fine lines and wrinkles that I got from the stress of school and can ha have been dealing with all of that. Right. Right. So how have you, like, how have you been managing it? So the hormonal picture, um, I did some hormonal testing when I was in school and ended up on a pretty intense supplement regime to kind of fix that. Um, and that cleared my skin a lot and was really good. Um, and then in terms of fine lines and wrinkles, I have been doing a lot of platelet rich plasma treatments and it's been helping immensely. Cool. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to get into that. Um, so I currently see you for PRP, which is what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been so incredible to learn about and see the changes, um, I'm all for treatments, especially when they are more natural and kind mm -hmm. of not rooted necessarily in like synthetic chemicals that you're kind of putting into your face. Um, so for those people who don't know what PRP is, like, can you explain that and like what the treatment looks like if someone were to come and see you? Yeah, of course. Um, so PRP, platelet-rich plasma injections, is essentially taking your own blood and then taking those components that are rich in um, creating collagen and growth factors so your body can essentially boost your own skin. Um, so what we do is I take your blood, um, just a small portion, and then we spin it in a, um, I have a special machine for that, and we spin the blood and then we essentially extract the platelet-rich plasma portion. So we throw the red blood cells out, they're really inflammatory. Um, and then I do kind of two different things with it. So I will do injections, which I do with Brittany. Um, and so I can inject the blood into areas of concern, like under eye bags, into any specific scarring, um, into some of the bigger fine lines, like frown lines. And then I microneedle the PRP into the skin as well. So essentially what it's doing is it's stimulating collagen and fibrin and elastin underneath the skin um, to kind of recreate your skin matrix just tighter so we can um, work on loose skin in terms of wrinkles we can work on filling out the skin for volume it's it's just been really great yeah 
Yeah, I I love it. And I find it so interesting because when I look at um, some other skin clinics who offer PRP, they only offer it like topically, like with the microneedling. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of question like how effective is that versus also injecting it at the same time? So it's completely dependent on the patient goals. If texture is really the only thing you're after and kind of rejuvenating youth, it would be fine just to microneedle. But I do find that people have more specific issues in that and microneedling isn't really going to help the bags under the eyes that much or the really deep lines. So I love the combo treatment because then we can be most specific to what your goals are and what your needs are and get the serum where it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've used it for underneath my eyes, which have always been like dark since I was a kid. And which I don't know if that's rooted in something, but anyway. Um, And yeah, just different things. So I, you know, everyone who's listening or follows me on social media, um, I had like adult acne for the first time, I think from like the end of 2019 to the spring of 2020. So about a year ago. And it left scars on my chin, like just like, just like pigmented skin that I would always be using cover up on. Um, and so going to see Alexa really helped reduce the scarring. And it got to a point where I forgot that I even used to put concealer on there and like used to cover that up because the scars like totally disappeared. And so it was just like so fascinating and so cool to see that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that worked. Um, I've done a lot of research into PRP with acne scarring. Um, and it's one of when compared to any other treatments like laser or vitamin C microneedling or just microneedling, um, the PRP just outshines everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I definitely see that. Um, so what other treatments do you offer at your clinic? So in terms of skincare, uh, or do you mean skincare? Or do you mean all treatments? Uh, yeah, skincare. Mm-hmm. So I do the PRP facials. I also offer microneedling with hyaluronic acid. And hyaluronic acid essentially binds to water underneath the skin and can use, uh, we use that to create volume and plumping within the skin. Um, so that's also a really great treatment for those who are a little bit wary of PRP or not sure about it. It's kind of a good gateway into that. Um, and I also do gua sha facials. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know what a gua sha facial is, like, can you explain what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So gua sha is a ancient Chinese method. Um, And so I have a little tool. It's a jade tool that I'm sure lots of people have jade rollers and everything like that. So I have a flat tool um, and I'm essentially gently scraping the skin on the face. And so that leads to lymphatic drainage and increased circulation in the skin. Um, so you get a lot nice, like really nice toning of the skin. Um, and people often feel like their jawline is a little bit more pronounced and their forehead wrinkles are a little bit less and essentially just moving all the toxins and the lymph out of the face and helping the circulation. So would you recommend that treatment for a specific, uh, condition versus PRP? Um, to be honest, There are a lot of things that you can do gua sha for, but I usually just use it as more of a relaxation and kind of tonifying treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be used to help move acne, but I just find it's not quite as, um, it's not quite as potent as PRP in terms of, I know that you're going to see 
significant results in three treatments. It's more like your skin's going to feel really good for a couple of days and you're going to feel very relaxed. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. It's more of like a facial, not that PRP isn't a facial, but like, yeah, I understand like a spa treatment almost compared to like an actual, like, you know, procedure type of thing where there's like days of recovery, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. You can walk out and, you know, put on makeup that night and be good to go. It's a really Mm -hmm. nice treatment because we, I actually do body acupuncture at the same time. Um, And so I've put together a protocol of acupuncture, essentially treating stress and hormones, which are two of the biggest things that we see impacting your skin. Um, So it's very relaxing. I'd like to interrupt this podcast today to talk to you about Inside Tracker. So the truth is that people age at different speeds. The date that marks your birthday doesn't necessarily reflect your body's biological age or known as your inner age with Inside Tracker. Learning your biological age can definitely seem daunting at first, and I felt the same way when I did this test, but it's more than just a simple measurement. It's a starting point for you to take control of your health and wellness journey. Inside Tracker is a personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and now fitness trackers to help you optimize your performance from the inside out. First, they analyze your body's biomarker data to offer you a clear picture of what's going on inside. Then they provide science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes and track your progress every step of the way. If you're interested in this, definitely check it out. I'm so, so happy I did it. I learned a lot about what's going on for me. You can use my discount code biohackingbrittany through the link in the show notes, and that will get you 25% off both testing your biological age and any of the other tests and products as well. So that's biohackingbrittany for 25% off. Interesting. Um, and so for the PRP, like I know you mentioned this at, at one of our appointments, but I know you can use it not just on your face. And like when it first came out, it was actually for, I think, sports injuries. Mm-hmm. And then people started using it on their skin because they saw such like crazy benefits. So like, have you used it in other places on the body? Yeah. So I actually did my training in November and I'm just kind of starting to introduce it into the clinic. Um, so essentially it's the same thing where we're increasing inflammation in those joints because joints in particularly particular are really hard to get blood flow into because there's just not a lot of blood supply to joints. Um, and that's why they have such a hard time healing, you know, like the torn meniscus, it's almost never going to heal on its own. Um, so what we're doing is taking your own body's growth factors and all of the nutrients that your body needs in order to heal and putting them directly at the site of injury. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know you also can use it for like scar healing too, like um, Mm -hmm. stretch marks or like things from pregnancy and, and that type of thing, right? Yeah. So I actually have a large scar on my abdomen from a surgery I had when I was five years old. Um, And I've gotten three PRP treatments and it's just injected along the line of the scar. And I mean, it's so cool to see results personally, but my scar used to be pretty dark um, and was also elevated above my abdomen. And it's now completely flat and is the same color of my skin. So it's completely changed how it looks. That's so cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love, I love hearing about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's nice because I've never been too um, aware of my scar. It's just not something that's ever bothered me, but especially for C-sections and, you know, large scars on faces and arms, like people can be very self-conscious and that can be a big mental health issue for them. So just to be able to help someone um, feel more confident is so nice. Cool. I love that. And it's natural, right? Like you're using your body to help heal your body, which is just so, so cool. So in terms of like topical um, products, do -hmm. you recommend specific products to clients or is it kind of more of a gentler approach that you take or or what do you recommend? To be honest, I do a little bit of both. Um, So it totally depends on the person, what their specific case is, what they're using already um, and what their goals are. So if they have a pretty intensive acne Um, that we're working on from the inside, I'll usually prescribe something for the outside as well, just so we're helping um, kind of calm their skin down in the meantime while we address the inside. Um, But again, it totally depends on the patients and what they're willing to do as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, honestly, there's so many skincare brands out there and so many products that it's so overwhelming to try Mm -hmm. and understand what we should be taking. And I've used so many products that I like get samples from or someone sends me some and my skin just reacts and hates it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if like my skin is just very sensitive or if like there's just not that many like actually clean brands on the market. Like, I don't know if you find that, like, do you find that your skin reacts like easily to products or not so much? Uh, Mine doesn't at all, but um, lots of my friends and family, they find that a lot too. So what I've been doing is I've kind of been looking at more medical grade skincare companies, Um, just because when we get medical skincare grade, it means that these companies have had to pass um, very rigorous steps to get their product approved to be medical grade, Um, which just gives me an extra layer of confidence in knowing that the you know the ingredients are of good quality and what they say is in it is in it and um I don't usually find people react to those as much just because they are much better quality yeah yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense I don't know if I've used any medical grade products I might have Mm -hmm. um but definitely not like my my go-to right like most people if you're buying from Sephora it's not going to be medical no. grade products yeah yeah and i like to compare it to supplements because you know if you buy a supplement at Chopper's Drug Mart um chances are it's low quality it's very watered down there's a bunch of additives to you know make up the product and it's cheap so you're going to get what you pay for it and medical grade supplements, you know, again, have had to pass all these standards in order to produce and to be able to sell in Canada. And they're very tightly regulated. And that I find that's pretty much the same with skincare is, you know, there's even wildly expensive products that we don't know what's in there. Like they don't need to be regulated. They don't have to tell us where they're sourcing their products from. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to know that there's a little bit of regulation going on. Yeah, that's a good point. It's hard because there's so much like almost like green washing, right? Like mm-hmm. you buy a package and it says like natural or clean or organic, made with organic ingredients. And then so you automatically think like, oh, this product is healthy for my skin. This is going to work. But mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference between that and like being medical grade and exactly what you said, like having to get all these certifications. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's so hard to tell when you go to the store because all the labels are going to tell you what you want to see, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so you need to like see someone like yourself who Mm -hmm. understands it better or just do the research yourself and then kind of look for these like premium brands like you're talking about. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't always mean that the medical grade skincare is going to be more expensive than what's in the stores because I think you can spend, you know, thousands of dollars on skincare out of Sephora if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But that you just know that there is going to be better quality. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So in terms of sunscreen for skin, um, I always go back and forth on this because there's like one group of people, dermatologists and everybody who believe that like, you know, 90% of skin aging is from the sun and like we should be wearing SPF 40, 24 seven. And, and then there's the other side of the, of the coin where it's like, you know, we need vitamin D and like the skin actually needs to be able to absorb sunlight and it actually can be very healthy for us and like our hormones, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I kind of go back and forth on like how much sunscreen I should be wearing. Um, and when I do wear it, of course it's like sunblock. So it's like zinc and like titanium dioxide. It's not, um, like actually like the chemicals that seep through your skin, but mm-hmm. I still, I'm still on the fence with it. So like, where do you, what do you think about that? And where do you lie? So I kind of get both sides of the issue. Um, I'm definitely not someone who wants people to be covered up all the time. Cause like you said, we need to be exposed to the sun to get proper vitamin D levels. Um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think our face needs too much. So, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight on your face in not too harsh of heat, um, should be plenty for your face. And then beyond that, definitely SP 40 every day. Hmm. And essentially, yeah, we just don't want the aging of the skin due to sun exposure, Um, so, you know, if you can just have a little bit in the morning on your face, you know, sitting on your patio or whatever, and then put your sunscreen on for the day, that would be ideal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard because like, especially in Vancouver, if you're walking around in the winter, like your whole body is covered in clothes. Mm -hmm. And so then the only skin that is showing is your face. And then if Mm -hmm. you put sunscreen on that face or sunblock, like you're getting no vitamin D, like you're fully covered. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I don't think that in the winter in Vancouver, the sun is even strong enough to get us what we need through our face. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that, you know, different people have different perspectives on that, but if the sun is just so far away at that point, it would take so much for us to actually get the proper vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, I agree with you on that one. Um, it's, it's just tough. So if we are going to wear SPF like daily, then do you mm-hmm. think it needs to be SPF 40? Like, do you think it needs to be that high? Yeah, absolutely. Just on the face. Um, I don't necessarily think for the rest of the body, um, but to really get the protection that we need, 40 is what I would say. Yeah. And is there a certain like product or brand that you use or recommend for that? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hesitant to say brand names just because um you know, there's so many different perspectives and people like different things, Mm -hmm. but I will say I have been using Illumier's um, sheer hydration lately. And that's one of the medical skincare grade companies. And I do love their sunscreen. It's one of the few that I can put on under my makeup essentially as my moisturizer and it doesn't feel greasy. Oh, okay. I need to look for that. Um, Yeah. 
Cause that's, that's a big thing that I try and find is almost like a CC cream with SPF in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you're going down the route of like, what are these other ingredients in here? Um, and how, exactly. cl- how clean actually is it? And, and that type of thing. So do you, re- is that one, um, sunscreen or is it sunblock? It's sunblock. Well, they call it sunscreen, but it is zinc and titanium dioxide. Right. And that's, is that typically what you recommend to your uh, patients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that and La Roche-Posay actually makes a really nice one, but some people do break out when they're using it. So it's kind of hard to say. Again, skins are like skin is so individual and, you know, I could get, take one product and put it on 10 people and everyone would react differently. So it, it really is very individual. Yeah. So do you wear like sunblock on your face every day then? Yeah, every day. Every day. Cool. And if you go out, like, I mean, now we're getting into summer when you Mm -hmm. like go for a walk or go to the beach, like, do you put it on your body as well? Or are you just like only concerned about your face? Mostly concerned about my face depends on the heat. I don't burn super easily. So at the beginning of the summer, I'm a little bit more, um, stringent with my sunblock. And then towards the end of the summer, I'm not as stringent. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. This makes me uh, want to go get a new uh, sunblock because I don't have one. And so <laughs> um, I'm also so aware of it because I sit next to a window when I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about like how much sunlight actually comes through the window. Like, is it enough to affect my skin? Like, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it totally depends on the window, I think. I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong answer for that. I think they, I think it can, but most like, I know car windows block it, I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it depends on the angle um, and like how tinted it is and, and like that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I feel like I've learned so much. Um, if people want to reach out to you and come see you for PRP or, or a consultation, how can they reach you? Um, and yeah, where can they find you? Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is Dr. Alexa Chichak, ND. And I work at Local Health Integrative Clinic on Commercial and Broadway in Vancouver. Um, So you can go onto their website and book with me or contact me on Instagram. Amazing. Okay. Well, I will add that to the show notes so people can find you. Um, And again, yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time. Thank you.